0: Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. This is episode number 130 of Love Your Work Life. In my career, a lot of that time I spent in product development, product design, branding, marketing, and especially with the designers I worked with, with the product developers that I worked with, the idea people, let's put it like that, I would tell them all the time that they were marketers. That they were salespeople. And if you know anything about working with creatives, the idea of selling is just counter. They just don't even want to deal with it. <laughs> it's counter to their personality in some ways. A lot of times they're they're introverts instead of extroverts. This idea that they were selling all the time was curious and maybe even a little bit jarring. But here's why I truly believe that. And that is because when you get someone to adopt your idea, you just sold them something. You didn't sell them a product, but you did something in your words that influenced them. That made them move from here to there, that helped them invest time, energy, and resources. This is what selling is, my friends. We've all encountered sales situations that felt pushy and creepy and uncomfortable. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a transfer of enthusiasm and belief, motivating someone to take action. But here's the deal. When it happens successfully, it's because you've made it for them instead of for you. And this can happen in an interview for a new job. It can happen when you are getting your team to rally around a project or a cause or a direction. When you are trying to motivate people, you have to understand that you can't make anybody do anything. Truly, motivation doesn't even come from you. When you see a motivational speaker on a stage or in some kind of presentation or event, the reason that you're motivated is because they connected to something inside of you. They happened to have the right words at the right time that ignited a sense of possibility in you. They didn't actually motivate you. You motivated yourself. Their speech their talk, their presentation, just happened to be full of words and pictures that helped you ignite motivation within yourself to take action. This is so powerful. As a leader, it takes really all the pressure off of you to try to make people do things. And in an interview, It takes all the pressure off of you to try to convince someone that you're the perfect person for the job. Convincing energy does not work, my friends. It absolutely does not work. It's repellent. And that's why those weird, creepy, salesy situations are what we associate sales and marketing with is because there's a really good chance that other person was using a whole lot of convincing energy on you. And what happened? You pulled back from it. So when you are motivating people to take action, influencing someone, you want to focus on the idea, the concept that what you are presenting will make their life easier and better. This is what you're doing. This is what me and my teams were doing to get a CEO to buy into an idea. When I presented the president of the company with the idea that I create a new role for myself, at the time I was a national sales manager, I was in charge of the department store accounts I had a counterpart who was also a national sales manager who was in charge of the independent retailers. And we realized that there was a lot of duplication between our roles. We got together and sort of divided things up a little bit. We both had a lot of strengths that we brought to the table, but there were things that I really enjoyed that she didn't enjoy, and there were things that she really enjoyed that I didn't necessarily need to hang on to or enjoy that much. So when we figured that out, I devised a new role for myself. I painted the picture For my boss, the president of the company, and he was the president of the U.S. division of a European company, I painted the picture for him of what success would look like if we divided up these roles and I took on a completely new direction. I painted the picture of success, of profitability, of our sales team being equipped with knowledge, tools, and resources to help them better analyze their customer's business, better talk about profitability and inventory turn, and all of the things that were important to their customers and clients. And that I would equip those salespeople to have intelligent conversations so that their customers would make better decisions, buy more stuff, because they could see the possibility of the profits and the customers that our brand would bring in for their business. When you are motivating someone, you want to share a clear picture that stimulates action on their part. You want to visually illustrate the benefits and the personal value that your idea offers to the other party, to the person, to the team, whoever your audience is. You want to ignite them in a way that taps into their feelings. You actually wanna describe the positive feeling that they will receive from the end result. What does the picture look like? What does success look like? What does their life look like after they adopt your idea, implement it, get it fully launched, all of the things? It's for them, it's not for you. When you get too much of yourself woven into your narrative, whether you're speaking to your team, whether you're talking about yourself in an interview, or pitching a business idea. When you make it too much about you, when you make the end result for you instead of for them, they'll never connect to it. So you've got to find the personal value that's meaningful to them and get them feeling it, get them living from the sense of what the future looks like. If you're pursuing a new goal, if you're pursuing a career pivot or giving, looking for an opportunity that gives yourself a promotion I'm a huge advocate of connecting the dots for yourself, living from the future you who has already achieved it, feeling the success of it, because it's that feeling that is going to motivate the actions. And sometimes the very uncomfortable action that has to happen as part of the process of getting what you want. That's just part of the deal. So how do you keep doing the uncomfortable action? You motivate yourself by feeling it, by visualizing it, not the action, but the result of the action. One of my favorite little positive affirmations that I like to use is everything I want is on the other side of the next action I take. And by focusing on getting what I want, it comes full circle back to the feelings of success that'll get me moving, that'll get you moving. So when you're sharing an idea, when you are talking about something you really want that you really believe is going to move things forward from a business perspective, from a team perspective, from a personal perspective, help them catch the vision. And remember this, that what sounds good to you may not always resonate with them. That's why it's super duper important for you to find out what matters to them and build it into your idea. This is about knowing your audience. When we were sharing ideas as product people, I learned something from a CEO mentor of mine. I was fascinated how he would leverage this skill. And that is he would basically go around and share the idea with all of the different individuals who were part of making the decision. He wouldn't bring them all into a meeting together at the same time because they were a diverse audience. Each of them had different motivators. Each of them had a different perspective on what their life would look like on the other side of it. So he would go around and pre-shop these ideas and he taught me this skill and I started doing it too. And I would run in and have a, a meeting with the production leads and talk about it with them. Production and manufacturing, they like making stuff. They like making a lot of things. They like big volume because it makes their production more efficient. And it feels like a huge accomplishment, honestly, to make a thousand units of something versus a hundred units of something. So I would talk about it, this idea in those kind of terms with them. And then I would go to the sales leader and I would talk about how this product was going to increase sales and get the sales people excited and get them feeling great about getting out there and promoting this product. Then I would talk to the chief financial officer and I would focus on the profitability and the increased revenue and that the increased revenue would add additional profit see where I'm going here my friends if I would have gotten all of those people in the room at the same time and tried to share all these things number one my message probably would have been kind of watered down because I would try I would be trying to be everything to everybody but instead by going around and pre-shopping these ideas to them from their perspective on the basis of what mattered to them the most then I was getting them excited and then by the time I brought everybody together to finalize the decision they were ready to take action as a cohesive group because I had met all their needs. I had incorporated the things that mattered most to them into my idea. I had captured their imagination and their energy around the idea in the unique way that was most meaningful to them. This is how you make it for them instead of for you. And the cool thing is, is that when you do this, you win. You get the job offer. You get the team that is connected to a common purpose and working like crazy to make it happen. You get executive leadership on your side. It's a phenomenal thing, being counterintuitive and making it for them instead of for you. Try this the next time you want to motivate someone around your way of thinking, around dedicating resources and time and energy to something that you really believe in. It'll work for you when you make it for them. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you again soon. If you like this podcast, I invite you to visit the Love Your Work Life website at elisashuck-careercoach.com. On the site, you'll find all the information you need to work with me one-on-one, as well as get access to my courses, Job Search Field Guide and The Art of Stellar Interviews. I can't wait to help. I look forward to seeing you there.